0: Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hey guys, I've got with me today Coach Corey Draggy. Coach Corey is currently the defensive line coach at Resurrection Christian School in Loveland, Colorado. Um, He has spent time coaching USA football international under 16 team. He has spent time as a JV varsity offensive line coach. He has spent time as a defensive line coach. He has spent time as a middle school wrestling coach. um, And most importantly, a pop Warner coach. Um, All while being a Navy man, being a father, uh, playing at the same high school as Tom Brady, and having a wonderful wonderful beard so coach draggy good to have you man how's everything going
1: it's going good man thank you
0: yeah good good i'm glad i'm glad we uh glad we get a chance to do this you know you and i have we've been twitter twitter friends for a while and and then i've had the uh i've had the pleasure of of getting to meet and talk with you a little bit uh during our fireside chats the last couple of weeks so that's been that's been fun um and i figured let's get you on the podcast so people can kind of kind of get to know you a little bit more and, and hear about your coaching career. That'd be awesome, man. Thank yeah. you. I'm,
1: I'm happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm blessed and honored, man. I'm humbled.
0: Good. Well, I appreciate you coming, man. Um, you know, first question you, you've coached for a while, obviously at all, all different levels and, and mm-hmm. you've kind of seen the, the whole gamut of things. Um, talk to me about how the offensive line played a, uh, played a role in some of the more successful teams you've been a part of.
1: So, I mean, offensive line growing up in, uh, Half Moon Bay, California. Uh, we, my senior year at Half Moon Bay High School, uh, we had a real successful often, uh, real successful year. Made the playoffs uh, first time in like fifteen years, um, and and that's kind of where I learned what a by being a part of it what what a successful O line looks like. And I think as a coach, um, we probably all have some kind of successful experience and we chase that ghost as the years go by just trying to recreate mm-hmm. that and uh so that was my first experience uh, of having a of what a successful o-line works uh, looks like and how it works and um we were just a, a tight-knit group um you know real physical uh you know very uh, you know just trying to dominate and 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 our effort level, one thing I will say is that the effort level on on that offensive line in practice and everywhere was through the roof. And it was just – we're constantly trying to outdo the DBs, outdo defensive linemen, just – and every single thing we did, we wanted it to be known that we were the most – had the most heart and the most grit. So I think I chase that as I coach, and I try to create units where – we're really, really tight knit. Um, and I think you get the most out of kids when you develop those relationships. Um, and then they develop the relationships amongst themselves because then they're going to go to battle for each other, you know, and you know, of course, then they go to battle for you. And right. so I think, you know, that's the constant thing that I'm chasing is, is getting these kids to, to uh, build relationships with each other and with me, um, show them that, you know, I love them and that I care about them. Um, That I want them to be successful and just trying to get them to uh, give it everything they have. I think kids are scared of, of, you know, especially nowadays, it seems like everyone's scared of putting themselves out there. If they do the wrong thing or they get it wrong, they might get yelled at or something like that. So, just let them know it's safe to make mistakes and that I want them to, you know, if they're giving me 110%, I fully expect them to make mistakes and that's what I'm there for. And I'm going to coach them up and show them how to do it right. um, And what we expect and, and, and just keep, keep trying to get them better.
0: Right. I I mean, you've said that you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of, a lot of kids are afraid, like you said, they're afraid to make the mistake that they they don't want to get yelled at and screamed at. And and that's, Mm -hmm that's what they're used to unfortunately and so it's you know it's it's kind of it's unfortunate that there is a generation that's got that sort of negativity I guess instilled in them and and you know we're trying to trying to yeah. break them of that mold
1: I think well I mean let's be honest for at least for me that was the coaches I grew up with like I mean it was looking back you know I, I think there's you know we use this word tough you know we want our kids to be tough what's tough what you know how do you define tough um
0: well and i think and i and i think if you ask 10 different 10 different guys they'll give you 10 different definitions of tough too um and then on the flip side of that i bet if you ask 10 different kids half of them won't even know how to give you an answer
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, so you have to clearly define it. Right. And I define it as being mentally resilient. Right. And, and, you know, sticking through something, you know, even though it's hard, you, you, you see it to finish. And, you know, I, I grew up as in those coaching styles and I played in those coaching styles. And when I became a coach, guess what style I adopted. Right. And I became the coach that I always was coached by. Right. And I look back on that, man, it, it, it's, you know, it's humbling because I, you know, I, there's, I know there's a lot of kids that I yelled at, you know, and that I made feel bad probably. And, and I don't, I don't like that. And I, and so I spend every day that I coach uh, with them in mind, because I want to be, I don't ever want to be that coach again. You right. know? It's yeah. supposed to be fun at the end of the day. We're still coaching 17, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, and the game has to be fun.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's unfortunately again, I don't want to harp on this too much, but there are guys mm-hmm. that just make it not fun. You know, I think yeah, we were we were talking about this with that that first year coach on Saturday. And so mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's guys that they get they get their jollies off of making football not fun. And and it's just it's really unfortunate that you have that. Um, so, uh, but I think there's a
1: way to, I think there's a way to develop mental resilience. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important, but it doesn't have to be at the cost
0: of the game. Right. Right. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of, you put on your I had you send me your, your, your quick bio, obviously. And and you put on there, you know, when you first started coaching pop Warner, you, you, you put yourself, you put looking back, I was horrible. Um, (laughs) And you had that sort of, you had a big gap before you, you coached it again. Um, You know, I'm, I'm just curious kind of what, what made you think that you were, were horrible. um, And what changes did you make when you got back into it in, in
1: 2014? So that's a great question. So in uh it was around 2002 i was coaching my son in pop warner and um he wanted to be i can see now that he wanted to be um you know he wanted to make his dad happy and he, he wanted to please his dad and make his dad proud of him and um you know he's he's a great young man and uh you know he's just he's not football wasn't his thing but he was trying and i because he wasn't he wasn't giving me the same kind of results that I got playing football. Um, I would just harp on him and harp on him, you know, and you know, this is the way you got to do it and you got to be tough and just that whole same kind of stuff. Right. And so, you know, I, when, obviously I, I I'm pretty sure um, although I, I don't think I've ever asked him um, that I made the game, not fun for him. So you know that I, I stopped coaching for a while, um, and then back in in fourteen, I started coaching again um, at, at with Pop Warner here in Broomfield, Colorado. And I was just like that super high energy coach, and parents loved it, and everything was great. Um, and but I realized that you know somewhere along the line, I realized that you know. Their kids. And, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to make the game not fun. Right. You know? And so it, something clicked for me, um, from that experience in 2002 coaching my son and pop Warner, and then becoming very career focused and, and, and family focused. And then when I got back into it, I was in a much different headspace, and I was a much different person by then. Yeah. You know, you're talking 12 years of, of, you know, of development as a human being. And it just clicked to me that I can't, I couldn't, uh, I didn't want to, not that I couldn't, but I didn't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. So I changed the way that I coached and that's an ongoing process, right? I'm constantly learning. Sure. Um, I thought like one day I was going to read a book, a, a, a book written by Bill Belichick, and I'd suddenly just be like the world's best O line coach or something. But we're constantly learning and reading and adapting how we coach, what we say, how we say it. I mean, everything changes. Right? Yeah. So we're just constantly growing.
0: Yeah. Now, well, I guess sidebar question of that: in that, mm-hmm. in that time frame, did you, did you ever? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you kind of stayed. You know, you were a fan of the game and you watched it. Did you? you know, were you still kind of trying to learn things or, or were you sort of totally tapped out from wanting to be a coach?
1: No, I was still a heavy fan. Like I was okay. born and raised in the Bay area. So I, you know, i um, a Niner fan through and through, um, you know, and my, some of my work got, gave me the opportunity to be around the NFL alumni in San Francisco. And so I got to meet a bunch of players and so I've always been a a fan but I it wasn't until gosh 2014-15 when I was uh or no actually later than that it was uh 2017-18 when I started coaching at Broomfield High School that um I really started to get into the the nuances of O line play and, sure. and coaching and and stuff like that and that was an interesting story. So I got interviewed uh, by Blair Hubbard, who's the head coach of that program at Broomfield High School. Uh, great guy, amazing coach. Uh, Pat D Camillus uh, is the head, was the head coach for the freshman team, and I had worked with him with the wrestling program down there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but I was I was coaching uh, O line with him and it was my second year coaching and uh, blair was watching us all and uh, and we we're is all freshman kids right so they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off they don't right. know what's <laughs> what and, and they and and we tell them you know get in a straight line why well, didn't like i didn't tell them like you know horizontally like across the goal line or vertically like down the hash. I didn't give any kind of direction. I said, get in a straight line. So they're all just kind of wandering around. So I got frustrated, started yelling. And I remember uh, uh, Blair came up behind me and he just like whispered in my ear. And uh, he just, he said something along the lines, like your position carries enough weight as it is. They're already scared. Right. You don't need to raise your voice. And it was So subtle, and it was so genuine that I literally in that spot I froze and I was like, it was just holy cow, what am I doing? Right. Right? And boom, that's when I, from that moment on, I've been on this journey where I'm like, okay, how do I, what kind of coach do I want to become? You know, I read the language of coaching and, you know, in, all these different books and trying to figure out the best way to communicate the movements that I want O line to make, um, how I want them to make it and how, and how to explain the why, you know, so just, you know, it was in that moment that I, I really,
0: really started this journey. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all it takes a lot of time. It's just kind of, you, you need to have that moment of, of, I guess you want to call it moment of Zen where, where everything mm-hmm. sort of clicks and, and, you know, sometimes it, it takes that little nudge and push from, from a, a you know, a, a mentor and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's shoot, there's guys that have been coaching for 20 years that have never had that moment. And so it's, it's, it's awesome that you got to experience that and kind of get the aha moment, uh, you know, part yeah. of your career out of the way. And, and then you can kind of just be, be the coach you want to be. So.
1: Yeah. And that's taking me down. Like now, I'm, you know, with, I, you know, I'm way down in the rabbit hole of, you know, CLA and all, you know, ecological dynamics. I mean, mm-hmm. all these, all these different things that I'm trying to learn about. Um, and, and, you know, it's amazing. Like just the Twitter, the, the, the whole Twitter coaching community, you yeah. know, you and everybody else that I've met and how much we just want to teach each other, you know, and, and, and we're just willing to give that information for free, you know, right. here, we just want you to get better we we want to see everyone be successful you know
0: well yeah and that's that's that goes with kids coaches all you know other coaches we just it, it's it is there's is, there's is a very good community um and it's not just offensive line coaches there's a very good community of just coaches period um and it encompasses I don't know about
1: that I don't know about that
0: that I playing. I'm playing. okay i was going to say there's there's some good dudes i mean it, it but you I, know i i i, I, I still think unbiased opinion i really do think that the offensive line community is is the upper echelon of that of that those experiences though and i mean look at look at us we had we had last saturday um you know there were 15 guys Mm -hmm. listening to the indianapolis colts offensive line coach yeah and thanks for the heads up (laughs) yeah we kept that one a secret for you guys um he uh he had sent me he had sent me a a, a message on Twitter on Tuesday because we so we put the the fireside chat out and we had a, a, a I put in a, one of the add ons for Google shuts it off at X number of, of uh, signups. Yeah. And so it had shut off basically, you know, within an hour or two. Um, and so he had sent me a message Tuesday morning and basically said, hey, I'd love to hop on. I wasn't able to sign up and i was like what's your email what's your email what's your email so we got his email and, and uh and he was like would you guys be okay if i presented Now we were like yeah of course like go you know when we first started to do it we were like it, we don't want it to be presentations and things like that but we we're we were, yeah. I, I sent it to blazer and he was like yeah who? of course he can yeah and so it was it was just it was cool to listen in but but anyways you know you get that and then you know you've got obviously college coaches you know a couple high school coaches and you know a a brand new coach and so um it was just you know a coach in hungry right yeah yeah coach ty in hungry so (laughs) you get you get everybody just learning from everybody else and and it was you know we're not no one's trying to big time anybody and no one's trying to one-up anybody and it was just guys talking about football and their experiences and so that was that to me was was awesome but but yeah so so there's there are a lot of guys that, that are willing to do yeah. that
1: well i mean when, when the when the, the the o-line coach for the indianapolis Colts says you know you know in my 15 plus years of coaching i have never heard of group ratings and this right. is awesome i'm stealing that like right. holy like so i think sometimes we forget like you're we're all just trying to learn and get better, right. regardless of our title or position. The fact that somebody coaches at college or somebody coaches at middle school, it doesn't matter like that, that at the end of the day, that doesn't, that doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Right. Like here's an, here's an NFL coach who just heard this. Who said that? Was that Mike? Uh, Yeah. And, 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 you know, Mike says that and, and everyone's eyes go, wow, that, you know, that's just a great idea. So, I mean, it was just really cool to see, you know, it was just really, really cool to see.
0: It was, it was, it really, it was awesome. I, I, that was kind of the, the highlight for me, just, just getting him on there and and having him be such a down to earth guy that, that fit right in. So, you know, that was, that was awesome.
1: That was
0: Um, fun. You know, kind of moving forward with, with yours, I, I, I really want to touch on, um, your experiences with USA football. Um, sure. Actually, I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, I had talked to um, somebody else who, who had gotten involved with USA football. Um, how, did, how did that come about? And, and you know, talk to me sure. kind of about those experiences. So um,
1: in youth football, I coached um, I coached a bunch of kids. One, uh, Grayson Stoball, who is a commit to Arizona um, this year. Um, and I got to coach a couple kids, well, one of a couple other kids, and one of which, uh, Hall Edmonds, uh, I worked with him at Broomfield or coached on the, uh, at Broomfield with, when he was there. And uh, he's now at the uh, School of Mines in Colorado um, and he's playing ball there. Well, he went to a USA football regional. He had done, he had played at the International Bowl, and I want to say, Gosh, that was 2018. He did it a few years, but he played in the International Bowls either 2018, 2019. And his parents said, hey, you should come down and check it out. So I went down and I, I watched it. And here I'm in, you know, AT&T Stadium, um, watching Hall play. And they, I think they were playing Japan that year, you know, and there's teams from all over. And they're playing Japan and they won. But it was like just this amazing experience. Well, so then the next year they have the Denver Regional. And I, I, I just went to watch. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go watch. And, and I, there, they were doing O-line drills, uh, right there, uh, on the, right by the stands in the, in the end zone, you know, typical O-line positioning. And so I took my notebook and so I was standing at the fence, just writing down what they were doing, just watching the whole time, trying to absorb as much as I could. And it was it's a two-day regional. So the next day I go back, right? And again, the same thing, just watching as much as I could, absorbing as much as I could. Well, um, at the end of it all, I waited for the coaches to start walking off the field. And I asked one, I said, hey, who's the head guy? Who's the guy in charge? And I asked him, and, or he pointed it out to me. And I just said, hey, how do, I, how do I sign up to be a coach for this? I was like, man, I, I spent two days taking notes. I absolutely love this what do I got to do? And he said, go on the website and, uh, and fill out an application. I said, okay. So I kind of felt like maybe he was just blowing me off. Right. Right. This is what, you know, you do. So I went on the website. Well, exactly one year later and three or four days before the Denver, Denver regional, I get an email saying, congratulations, you've been hired. (laughs) And I'm like, what? You have three days, but you're. We want you to coach O line at the Denver Regional, and I'm like, well, yes, fine, I'm in, right? Sure. So I drive down, um, and I'm sitting in this room, and uh, gosh, I think Heno was there, Matt Hennessy, Coach Matt Hennessy, um, Tim Souza was there, I remember him. Um, a couple other coaches were there and uh i'm struggling to remember their names but i just remember being in that room and being scared out of my mind because right. like here I, I don't know these guys and and they say hey we're going to give you uh a d-line coach uh to help you but the other guy has canceled out and so we want you to take you know o-line can you handle it and i was like yeah i got it and i just i'd never looked back i right the way i looked at it in uh I want to say, I want to say coach Aaron Ingram was there, AI, because um, this is something that he he taught me. And I think this was the first time I heard it is you treat every day like an interview because somebody's watching. Sure. And sure. so I was like, well, if that's the case and I want to continue doing this and I want to coach at a international bowl at some point, then this is my interview. So I said, yep, I'm in, let's do this. So I took, you know, all these kids and and, and for two days, it was, you know, amazing, just amazing. I got to work with some great, great kids. And then after that, it was like, Hey, we want you to come to this regional. We want you to come to this training camp. We want you to come here. We want you to go there. And it would, and I just never said, no, I just never said no. I just had to, like, it yeah. was, it was so much fun. And like, I've got, I've developed amazing relationships, um, you know, uh, Coach Chuck T. Al Pops Mike Patterson Coach Blueford B.J. Gibbs Heno. I mean, I I could go on and on. They're, you know, they're just an amazing. When you get the opportunity to surround yourself with so many good coaches, right? Um, you know, and and just to glean and learn and ask questions and nobody, there was no ego. The great thing was was nobody was ego ego checking anybody else, everybody was just like, Hey, what do you need? Let me help you. You know, what do you want to know about? Like, it didn't matter. Everybody was just there to help, help you. Um, so, you know, that's how I got, how I got started in it. And eventually I got, you know, I got the opportunity in 2020 to coach, uh, O-line with, um, Tim Souza. Uh, it was the head coach for the U16 O-line, uh, or I'm sorry, u sixteen. Um, international team, and it, we, we got to, you know, play in AT&T Stadium, man, I got to coach on that sideline, it was something else, yeah, as a uh, Niners fan, I was very tempted, very <laughs> tempted to do a T.O., but I was told that I would never work at another,
0: I user. was gonna say, yeah, that's probably, uh, that's probably signing your, uh, your death shift, get there, especially in that place, uh, now, is exactly. this something, are you still involved with this, or was that kind of, have you, have you, uh, so, you know,
1: so the way it works is like they hire these coaches to come, right? I never and and it's a it's a event contract, right? Okay. So um I got to work with um a I got to work with USA football. Um, you know, and and it I would love uh to continue that relationship, but you know, that's that's up to that's not up to me. You know, they you. hire the coaches as they see fit and I totally respect that. I mean there's there's a lot of really good coaches and I am just absolutely uh, blessed to have had the experiences that I've had. I mean, I, I can't tell you, I don't I, Have you ever been to at and I have not. No. Okay. So game day, the coaches and the players there's on our team, there was like six coaches, five, six coaches. Okay. And we had our own bus not like, not like a little bus. We had our own bus bus. Right. And the, the players were in their own bus, right? And so the, they get picked up at the hotel, and, and they drive us to the stadium. And then we, we start to drive up, and you go underground into the stadium. The bus pulls all the way in. And you're driving underneath AT&T Stadium. Right. And as you start to go up and that garage door goes up and it's a giant cavern. I mean, it was, dude, it was such an experience. It was so incredible. And then you get suited up and you start to walk, you know, you walk out for warmups. And as you start walking out automatic door opens up, like comes flying up and then there it is. Boom. The big, big screen and the field and music. It was unreal. So they, it was so unreal. they
0: made it like a, I mean, they made it like an NFL game. Like they wanted. Yeah, those it, it was a hundred percent
1: legit. You had the big screen. You had the whole nine, dude. It right. was, it was absolutely amazing. And That's it was awesome. something I'll, I'll never, ever, ever forget. Like, yeah. and again, awesome. it's just yeah, just all these to be on that sideline, to coach on that sideline, and to make all we we say it all the time. Like, it's about the relationships, not just with the kids that we coach and the players that we coach but each other, right. Other coaches and USA football has given me so much, um, as far as, you know, networking and, and the relationships that I have. Um, you know, I, I know, I know coaches at colleges across the country and they're just all really, really good dudes. And we're all just trying to coach and get better. And it's, it's been amazing.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty cool that, that you got to experience that. And, you know, even, even if, you know, even if it's something you don't get to do again, you still got to experience mm-hmm. it once. And, you know, those, those are those, those are those memories that you get to keep and, and, you know, they're not going anywhere. So that's cool. Exactly. Um, last question for you. Sure. Uh, and this is the the hard one. So um, if you could put together an offensive line, uh, a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you've coached guys, maybe you, you played with, or guys you were a fan of, who would be on that five-man offensive line?
1: I didn't prepare for this, and I should have knew. was it was coming. <laughs> oh, you dog, you dog. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, I'm going to go with, and I'm going to mix it. I'm going to mix it way up. Sure. All right. One of the smartest kids um i've ever coached on the offensive line grayson stovall um he's a he's a freshman commit at arizona okay all right i'm gonna put him at center i'm gonna go old school and we're gonna go with one of the original big men we're gonna go bubba paris at tackle
0: oh nice that that might be that might be the first bubba paris mention i think that's a good one though
1: that was he he he's one of my favorite um Gosh, now I'm struggling. Let's see. Um gosh, you're killing me. <laughs> I, hate you. I hate you right now. Uh let's see. There's so many. There's yeah. so many.
0: All right. Don't be cheating. Don't be getting on Google.
1: I am. <laughs> Man, screw you. Okay, so um see here i got bubba
0: Yep. you can you can look i won't you can go more niners i won't be upset i had somebody go all Cowboys. well i'm
1: stuck between trent and tyrone okay so I, you, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh trent and bubba on my yeah. on my bookends they're both left tackles, though,
0: huh? That's all right. You can mix and match. This is hey, this is this is my podcast. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you could you could pick five centers if you want. I probably I probably picked five centers at one point. So you can pick whoever you want. There are no all rules. Right. There are no rules. Yeah. All right,
1: and then uh, Quentin. Okay. We'll go Quentin. Um. Gosh, there's so many.
0: There are Zach Martin. Okay. It's a good one. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of big beef on that line. Even, even Bubba for back in the day. Bubba was a big guy back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he, he was, he was not, you know, you look at those tackles back then and, and, you know, they were, you know, 280 and 290. Bubba was like 315, and 320. He was a big old dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing a story about them trying to put him on a diet and how horribly wrong that went. And
0: yeah.
1: You know, but he, but the, what I always liked is the dude, the dude could actually move. Oh, really yeah. well.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? So, I mean, it was, I was always impressed with not what just his size, but yeah, I mean, the, the offensive line I chose was designed to run power and duo. We're not <laughs> running zone, dude. We're not, We're not running zone. zone. No. It's all no. gap scheme. I might throw I might I might even throw in some shotgun double wing just to pilot.
0: Oh boy, get out of here with that. <laughs> get out of here with that. <laughs> well, coach, do me a favor before we get you out of here, uh drop your Twitter handle and any other information you want the listeners to know.
1: So I'm always available. Um, if anybody wants to talk ball, if anybody has any questions at the end of the day, we're all just trying to get better. Um, my best way to reach me is DMS they're open on Twitter and it's coach draggy and that's D
0: R A G G E. Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on. This was great to kind of hear some more of your story and talk with you a little bit. Um, always a pleasure uh, talking to you yeah yeah man looking forward to our next fireside chat and uh and we'll talk soon
1: i appreciate it man thank you so much
0: all right take care later brother thanks for listening to this week's episode make sure you like and subscribe and you can find previous episodes on anchor apple spotify or any other podcast platform